morning tip. Good afternoon. It is October 25th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will Limanos and co-hosted by Zach Fisher. How are we doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Things with COVID are kind of dying down a little bit. People can travel again. Japan has come up with something that just only seems like Japan can come up with. You can now buy flights from a vending machine in Japan to mystery destinations. Now, for you, is this the best way to travel or the absolute worst way to travel? I like to think I have a long list of places I'd like to travel. Now, deciding what the order of it should be could be challenging. I, I, I think I'd have to know what the options were before I would just randomly accept this. But if the options all look great, yeah, I, I think I could be all right with someone else choosing it. So, re, you know, the headline, pretty pretty flashy. From when you read a little more, the uh, the fee is only, uh, with the exchange rate, was only about $45. But it seemed like it was only places within Japan, and Japan's kind of a smaller area. So I was thinking that actually might be a little better for me if it was, hey, we're going to send you somewhere like in New England. So it's like, okay, this kind of narrows it down a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating idea. The thing is, I feel like if you're if you're like most people, you you don't necessarily always have the option to take a nice vacation to some destination like this. So this sounds very spoiled for someone who is, is at the luxury of saying, I have all these vacation options that I don't care. Because if you don't get a whole lot of vacations, I imagine you're going to care very much about what that vacation could end up being, seeing how you don't get so many of them. Yeah, I'm definitely more on the side of I like to do the, the, the prep and look for deals and have, have a plan. But I could definitely see for some people where that is the most annoying part of just, I just want to travel. It doesn't really matter where. I just, I don't want to go to work and I want to go somewhere new. Well, it's great to hear that some people are traveling. I hope that if more people can feel comfortable traveling in the near future. I don't know what direction we're going in for that, but it's nice to hear that someone's trying to do something. Uh, speaking of someone trying to do something, let's just briefly touch on this Ben Simmons saga here. I, I don't know what either side's trying to do. I don't know who has the upper hand. You called it, though, and that this is just going to be the, the story of the year. I don't know how it's never going to go away. I don't know how it ends. I don't know how you fix it. I can't believe we're at where we're at, and it feels like we're going to stay where we're at regardless of what happens. Uh, your your thoughts are on basically calling the entertainment out of this. Well, since we had our had our last podcast, the the, the main <laughs> the main points on both sides were uh, Daryl Morey, the Sixers GM, came out and said, "Buckle up, guys." I think that's the exact term that he used, saying. <laughs> Simmons is under contract for the next four years. I am not going to make a decision because this is a, you know, quote, a distraction. I am waiting and I will wait as long as it takes to get a star that's going to help the Sixers. And I'm not going to take role players. And all I'm getting offered right now is role players. So he's kind of out there on, on front street. And then there's more talk. I can't remember exactly where we were last week. <laughs> so much has happened to this of, Simmons got suspended for game the first game of the year because he went to practice and just seemed like he was just like a complete dick. And it was just Doc asked him to do a defensive drill. He kind of refused. Doc asked him to do it again. He said no. So Doc was like, well, what are you doing here? Get out of practice then. Later in the week, uh, Simmons uh, realizes, okay, maybe this isn't the best look for me. Goes in, tells the, the trainer, uh, I'm having back issues and tells the trainer uh, or I'm not sure if the trainer exactly who you talk to. 
uh, on the more the mental health side of it, saying he's just mentally not prepared to play right now. And so it kind of just puts everything in a different light because now we've been dealing with athletes kind of coming forward saying like, Hey, I've been dealing with this and it makes it way less fun. Cause now it's not a, Oh, you just don't want to play. You're looking to get traded. You're doing anything. You're pulling a hard in. Well, now you're going like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. So now if you or I go and say, Oh, oh you know, you're too soft to play too soft. But it's like, well, now we're the jerks. Uh, then today, uh, the rumor out of uh, Philly is that it is heading in a positive direction. Uh, I don't know if it was specifically because of the back injury or because of the saying, hey, I'm not mentally ready for this or a combination or what, but the uh, the Sixers have stopped finding him for missing practices and games. So I, I don't really know where it's it's going to, to go from here. Is it getting closer to um, – getting ready to play or, or what? I, I'm not really sure at this point. It doesn't seem like they're going to trade him because I don't see anyone that's willing to trade for him or that actually improves this team. The bizarre thing is that I think the team will still most benefit on a basketball-wise scale of just keeping him, maybe playing him in a different way or in a different role, and that maybe it's a smaller role. I or Maybe it's just a different role. I don't know. And maybe he's not interested in any of that, and he just doesn't play at all. But... It doesn't feel like there's a trade out there that makes sense, and there doesn't seem like a real reason to rush it. I mean, what if this team is just okay without him? I mean, there's, they've played a couple games without him already, and they're they're going to be a playoff team in the East. It's not like this is a scrub team that is that dependent on him all of a sudden. So, I I don't know. I feel like he's he's kind of going to be forced to play, and it's going to be a weird. It's just going to be weird. Because he's going to be, I bet he's going to have a really good game. One of these games, he's going to be awesome. And you're going to say he's going to have a triple-double and he's going to have awesome defensive plays. Like, I, I still think he's going to have a couple quality games as a sixer. And then, So you think he's going to play? I think he's going to play. I think he has no choice. You think it'll be this month? I don't know. I, it'll probably be, it won't be in October. It'll probably be in November. I don't know. I don't know the extent of the injury. I don't know the extent of the mental stuff. Like, that's. It's fair game to say something like that. I mean, there's no way we can judge that or say anything about it. We don't know what it's like. We've all had issues or struggles within our life, and it's hard to do certain things all of a sudden. I think it's it's unfair, like you said, to be critical of something like that if you've ever felt that way. So I, I, hope, I hope he figures it out, and I hope he's able to play. I don't know how he is ever going to fit on this team because that's the other thing is he just doesn't fit on this team. That's kind of why we're – where we at? We're, we're at here. We, we're trying to trade him because we tried playing with him, and it just doesn't work. He's not. He's not what we're looking for, and I don't think they're what he's looking for. Like it's, it's, it's a messy situation. But I think they're gonna have to put up with it because there's no better outcome for either of them if they want to continue here. This is the only way they can actually play basketball. He can make money, and they can be better. Like, I don't know. I don't know how else to fix this and, until the next superstar demands out. Which even then, I don't know. If Ben Simmons is enough to get you that, this is where we're at. So you called it. This isn't going to go away. This is going to continue. Every little interview is going to mean something. Every side comment, every play, every look, every decision, every time he shoots the ball, it's everything's going to be hyperextended to a stupid degree. And we're going to have to talk about this all all year. If you're if you're a Sixers fan, what do you want to happen? I think you want the trade to happen, but you also don't want to get ripped off in the trade. So you want you want your team to be better. 
you want this to go away, but the only way this team can be better is is time right now. The, the right deal is going to come. It's just not there right now. Like you, I don't think there's any deal that they, they could get away with right now that would make any Sixers fan happier. I, I just think you're better off holding on to him right now, maybe getting some games out of him. Let it, let him show off a couple games here. He's, he's got to show his value. You know, Now he's injured. Let me see he's healthy if I'm going to trade for him. I, I just think something like that has to benefit everybody. I, I don't know how else he gets out. Daryl's not going to take a bad deal. If he was, he would have done it already. The deal's... Yeah, because I, I don't know how it helps the, the Sixers to take on a bunch of role players. Or, like what or draft Houston picks. Got for, like what Houston got for... Uh, yeah, your draft picks too. Yeah, yeah. Houston got like some draft picks, but they didn't really get much for Harden. Like They're not in a better situation, really, besides Harden was upset, and it was... we just This is just an uncomfortable situation. We want to get rid of it. We want to get out of this. It's a bizarre story. It's not going away. I've never seen a battle quite like this that neither side is really right and neither side's really wrong. There definitely could have been a different approach from both ways, but it's not going to go away because this is this is where we're at. This is how this contract is. This is why this is why you're not supposed to be able to just demand a trade when you have what four years left on your contract. Yeah. This is like this is what's supposed to happen. It almost never happens, and we always expect this to happen to be like, well, you're going to have to trade him, or he's just not going to show up and. Well, he didn't show up, and somebody called his bluff. We didn't trade him anyways. We're, we're just... Yeah, so they did show up, and it turned into into a circus. Yeah, it's 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 strange. We normally never get this far. Every time somebody just gives in. I, I kind of like that both sides are kind of holding their ground here and really just showing what they're made of. They, they're trying to get what they want, and they're going to do everything they can to try and make that happen. Yeah, just the one downside is it means that Ben Simmons isn't playing basketball and until – the playoffs last year he was a uh, you know top 15 guy in the league so we're missing out on watching him play yeah well you know what there's a lot there's a lot more positive things to talk about across the nba here a lot of young talent a lot of high scoring games out there a lot of a lot of sloppy games uh, i'm speaking from a boston's perspective here i don't have a whole lot of good things to say about them quite yet i i, I mean really what's the nicest thing you could say maybe time lords look a little bit better i that's they're they're messy, but uh, is, is there a specific team you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about some Lakers woes, some some Westbrook overreaction? Westbrook has definitely not played well. That was definitely on the the list of you know it's not a whole topic, but saying ooh like that 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 doesn't look look great yet. Uh, it's seeming like I'm not willing to say it's a complete disaster yet. Uh, some of it being when you're on the Wizards. How often are you playing on national TV? Is it maybe once every other week? You know, not much. Where when you're playing for the Lakers, it's more like once a week. At the minimum, you're going to be on national TV, so you're, it's going to be exposed a little bit more. You can't kind of fly under the radar. But so far, not great. Oh, okay, uh, one played, hypothesis. Played a little bit better this. last night. One, one hypothesis with this. Do you think – Maybe Westbrook shouldn't be playing with the lineup that includes Rajon Rondo and Dwight Howard. Do you think maybe those aren't the best guys to be setting him up with? One guy that needs the ball so Westbrook can't do anything. And the other guy that clogs the center so that Westbrook's forced to shoot. Yeah, it doesn't seem great. It doesn't seem great. You're, you're, you have some strengths with Westbrook. You just have to take them to your advantage. They haven't quite done that yet. Westbrook's had horrible games before in the past. He's also come back. Harder, bigger, stronger, and faster than ever in, in other games. I still think those games are going to come. 
there is there is a method of this magic that will work. I, I truly believe that exists. I'm shocked they're experimenting so much with it like this right now. I, I think they're going to quickly admit, like, okay, yeah, maybe we don't play him with, in these situations with these guys. And once they figure that out, which is not going to take them more than a week. I, I think this is going to get figured out within a week. I, I think Westbrook will have a triple-double within the next seven days. I'll, I'll call that okay. right now. All right. It, it's There's way too much energy there that just needs to be steered in the right direction. And I thought LeBron would be able to steer this ship better than anyone else. So far, he's he's maybe he's just trying to let him find his own way a little bit here. You know, maybe not force him there, but it it's gonna get sped up, I think, with the next couple of days here. They're not gonna wait for this. To yeah, get... it's only it, it's only only a weekend. It's only three games. Yeah, I also think though they're not gonna waste time on that either. Le- LeBron doesn't waste time for anything. We we address everything immediately, quickly, and right now because we don't have any time. We're trying to win a championship here. There's no growing pains. We we just keep going. <laughs> So I think they'll be all right. I, I'm much more concerned about the Celtics, who I think have far less excuses. And I just, I mean, we got booed in, at home against Toronto the other night. That was, that was bad. That that was a very, very low feeling of, I remember this feeling last year. This was not a good feeling. I was praying I would never feel that way again this year. And here we are, was second game of the year, first home game of the year. And we're just we're just not showing up again. All of a sudden, we just didn't show up, and we're losing to a team, albeit I think a dark horse underdog at the conference, that we should we shouldn't be on that level. We should it be should so have been much the reverse. better. Yeah, we should be so much hungrier. We should. I don't understand why we. Why why does this team feel like they don't have anything to prove? We have so much to prove. You guys haven't won anything. You've done nothing. Like, go out there and show something. It's it was embarrassing. I was. Remember the whole like it's got to be Brad Stevens. No one's playing hard anymore. Like the, the, we got well, we got a new coach. You can't you can't blame it on Brad anymore. It's the same roster. You got all the pieces. I think everyone wanted. Well, it's just not working. I I don't think this roster makes a whole lot of sense anymore. I'm I'm kind of skeptical that we're gonna have the same season we were last year, and and we're just gonna say, well, what changes do we make? We we're literally just running it back. Well, we're not running it back. There's a completely different starting lineup, uh, as well as the the main guys off the bench are completely different. So the first three core are, are the same. Besides that, uh, what one of the things that that's the issue is we're already dealing with injuries. We haven't started the same. Uh, I don't think we've had the same starters. This is the fourth game of the year going on right now. Horford's not playing today. In the first uh, game, uh, Richardson. Uh, and Horford, we're we're out. Uh, Brown was out. Uh, Jalen missed last was night. It, yeah, missed missed last night. So it's just, I don't I don't think that's an excuse that that's gonna that's gonna just fix it all at once. But I, I agree with uh, yeah, the more of the, the the effort, and it just it, it doesn't seem like it's a it's a skill level issue. It's like. Playing the Raptors at home, you shouldn't be down by twenty points. It's the first game, home game of the year. Why are we not hyped for this? Why? Why is it like, hey, the crowd's back? Remember when we didn't play in front of fans? Remember, like you guys should be grateful. There's people in the fans. There's plenty of stadiums across the NBA that don't have fans, that don't care about their teams, that don't show up, and that don't have that same energy, history, or feeling. It's it's bizarre to me. I I don't know if these guys even like playing in Boston anymore. Maybe we're a road team. Well. That, well, that's not good because you play half of the games at home. I, I, that's I supposed don't know. to be where, where, where it's helpful. 
I there's look there's been bright spots. It's not all negative. It just feels like I didn't want to have this feeling again this year, and to have it this soon is is jarring. It, it's 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 very concerning. It's it's I like basketball a lot. I like even more when my team is fun to watch, let alone competitive. I don't. We don't have to be title contenders every year for me to feel good about our team. There's plenty of other teams that aren't competing for titles that I think you can feel good about right now, and I don't think Boston's one of them. They don't, they don't give me that warm, fuzzy feeling right now. They, they give me like a, the disappointed parent feeling that's frustrating, <laughs> and I hope it goes away. I just hope it goes away. I'm not ready to give up on the coach either. I, I still think the guys, from everything I hear, it's, it's all good stuff. I haven't heard any negative things, so as long as the guys can play for them, it's fine, but you know what? They didn't second game in they didn't show up for him and what, what do you do <laughs> well it's only only a week you know, still uh still got time to get it get it fixed and hopefully we can get we can get healthy it's like oh man right off the bat migraines and knees and just it's like we can't we can't even go the start of the season with everybody being healthy like, hi, like once you get dinged up, it's hard to recover with a during an NBA season. Well, speaking of recovery, uh, let's talk a little bit of football right now and see if the Kansas City Chiefs can recover from really just some rough luck and some hard hits and kind of having the target on your back. I mean, it there's a lot of miles on this team. It it kind of makes sense for them to be fizzling out a little bit right now, and everyone else to kind of be sick of their their stuff. Like you just taking it to them. I mean, I think this game is circled on everyone's calendar at this point. This is a very vulnerable team that is is getting taken advantage of. I'm I'm hearing rumors across podcasts right now that the Kansas City Chiefs might not make the playoffs, and that just seems it seems crazy. It still doesn't seem possible. It seems way too early in the year for that to be possible. But that's kind of the direction we're heading in right now. Do you do you have any reason to doubt that? They only scored three points against the. The Titans and the Titans are looking looking pretty good. So, not beating the Titans is uh, all right. Well, you know, not what you want, but okay. But to only score three points, you have Mahomes back there. Like you have all these weapons. Like how are you not able to get? Like you're only able to get a field goal, and then you start looking at the, uh, you know, looking at the standings. They're behind uh, the, the the Raiders and the Chargers. You know, right in their uh, right in their division. If you look around, it's like, wait a minute, the Chiefs have the same record as the, as the Patriots, and we've been talking about the Patriots every week and how it's like this has been terrible and this has not been good. But I don't think that it's. I, I, at least I'm not going through being like, oh yeah, Patriots are definitely going to turn around. We're definitely going to you know make make the make the playoffs. Like you're under 500 after after week seven. Like that, that's not really putting you in a in a good situation. I have a hard time believing in this team not making the playoffs. Now, it might be a struggle. They may need some help in the last game of the year. I'm not going to doubt that. But I, I think this team will have a chance to make the playoffs in the last week of the year still. I'll, I'll still put at least that in there. There's way too much firepower here. There's way too much talent that every team in the NFL wishes they had on this team for it to struggle this much. And other teams well, will get the injury bug. Other teams are going to have buys and struggles and whatever other things. It, it's... It's going to catch up to other teams. I, I think they're going to have a. I think they'll have a chance here. I'm not entirely sold on the Raiders. I'm not entirely sold on the Chargers. I think both those teams have just as many flaws as this flawed Kansas City team. But the only thing is, is they've never done it before, and this team has. 
So next week they have the 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 Giants to play in Monday Night Football. You'd like to think they'd be able to get back on uh, on track with that one, and the Giants did get a win this week, but they're not exactly a super tough team. But then after that, Green Bay, Las Vegas, Dallas. As of right now, there are not a lot of losses that those teams have. <laughs> that's 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 a tough three game stretch right there. Yeah, and. Every one of those teams, we're going to find out if they're good or not, too, when they win or lose to Kansas City. I still think Kansas City is a threat you got to worry about. All right, you're not, you're still losing sleep the night before. Patrick Mahomes is coming against you. I mean, that's that's terrifying. I don't care if you have Aaron Rodgers or not. There's there's reason to be concerned. I haven't lost the the fear out of this guy. He's he's really good. Doesn't have a lot of weaknesses. He may be banged up a little bit, but I think he's still super talented. I mean, the guy. The guy could go out there and play left-handed, and I would still be fearful of him. I, I, I think he's that good. I just didn't think we'd have a Mahomes team that couldn't break double-digit in scoring. For sure, defense couldn't stop somebody. Yep, totally would see that. We have seen that, but that they wouldn't be able to muster up any points. Ugh, that, that just that, That's awful. Well, there was a team this weekend that was able to muster up some points. Now, when I, I didn't watch a whole lot of football. We'll, we'll talk about my skydiving adventure shortly, but... When I got the alert of the final score of the Patriots game, I thought I misread it as if like the Celtics halftime score had happened because what was it fifty something points to, to something? It was it was fifty four points. Fifty four points is an outrageous number for a team that has had some struggles. All right, we've been pretty critical of this team. Now Mac Jones has had some bright spots, had some low spots, certainly taken some hits. It's it's kind of encouraging knowing that this guy. I mean, fifty four points. I don't care on anybody. That's that's a lot of points. There's there's awesome, amazing quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterbacks that have probably never scored 54 points in a game. It's it takes something to do that. I don't care how bad the Jets are. That's probably a lot more of what this tells us than than anything about the Patriots. But you know what? We got to win. We got the job done. We didn't play down to their level. We we played up. So I'm I think I'm gonna feel good about that. It, it's it's a very small win though. All right. It is it is the Jets. But I think there's still good things to take away from this that we didn't. We didn't struggle against this. It could have easily been a trap game that we struggle against, and we didn't do that. First one at home, oh. so that's good. Get that offer back. Uh, I was uh, in a similar situation to you that did not watch a, watch a lot of football, so I got to it before you did where I didn't get the final, but it was uh, I got to, a, uh, got, got to a bar and looked at the TV, and it was probably like around like 1.30. You know, it was still pretty early, and looked, and the Patriots were already winning by 14, so awesome. I had picked them as my uh, survivor pick uh, this week. Felt very confident. Wasn't a uh, game I thought we'd have to sweat at all, um, despite how much we've, we've, we've been struggling. I really thought that we had uh, Zach Wilson's numbers the, the, the first time that we played. So then I go to look at the stats. And so it's like, okay, cool. Did, uh, you know, Mac attack, you have two touchdowns. What do we got here? And then it's like, wait a minute. There were two receiving touchdowns, but Mac only has one. Oh yeah, the first touchdown, <laughs> little uh, little wide receiver, you know, playing quarterback. So that's always fun. <laughs> it, it didn't matter. The highlights I saw that looked like Mac had control of this entire game, and that's I think that's the impressive thing I've seen with him out there. Is it? It feels like he's running the offense. He's not just out there being told how to run the offense. It feels like he's actually running an offense, and 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 I like that. I think he's making good decisions out there and. It's it's nice when the running backs show up and don't have you know a fumble in the first quarter. That's generally easier to win games after that. 
It, it's nice when you don't get sacked 10 times. I think it's also easier <laughs> to win games that way as well. So, you know, some things that have been happening in past games didn't happen this game. It wasn't entirely stuff that uh, that, that we were in, in control of. It was just I mean, I just, I just want to point out, you know, you look at the standings, you know, we, we're on a commanding, you know, winning streak of, of, of one in the, you know, the Bills. They haven't won in two weeks now. And, uh, you know, we're only, uh, you know, one game behind them in the win column. You know, you're starting to feel a little frisky? No. Uh, um, well, I'll, I'll tell you the team everyone's feeling frisky about right now, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. This has been a hot topic of recent. I am a huge benefactor of the success of the Cincinnati Bengals, being a Joe Burrow owner in fantasy across uh, three <laughs> leagues right now as well as Higgins in all three of those leagues and Jamar Chase in one of those leagues where I have been starting Chase, Higgins, and Burrow in one league, and it was beautiful. It was a flawless weekend this past Sunday watching those guys just light up my fantasy score. My God. I, it was it was such a shock, too, seeing uh, the previous week Baltimore has like shut out some very impressive teams and won some games I didn't think they could even win. And here this seemed like a game where Baltimore was going to show us that they were top dog when they got showed up. Uh, thoughts yeah, on Baltimore? Baltimore uh, smashed the uh, uh, the Chargers last week. Yeah, and that was that was an impressive stomp. That was that was a good one. It felt like that was uh, impossible to that that point. I, there's a lot of offensive power in. in I mean, I'm gonna keep calling it called San Diego, the Chargers, the uh, L.A. L.A. Chargers. <laughs> uh, so that was even more shocking. I mean, this is how crazy week to week the NFL is. Is where oh yeah, here we'll give the crown to Baltimore, and then maybe Baltimore's not even the best team in their division. We'll give it to Cincinnati. It's, it. it I don't know who's good anymore, but I, I'm enjoying all this. I, I like the smack talk. I like the competitiveness. I like that I finally benefited from a fantasy team like that. Like that was the number one reason I'm excited for it. But who who's the real deal here? Are you buying into Baltimore or Cincinnati? Man, yeah, it's 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 always gonna like what what have you done for me lately? But I I still I still like the uh, I still I still like the Ravens. Even even you know you get, get they got beat pretty good, but I think I think I'm still I'm still feeling a little better about them than I am about the uh, real, willing to jump aboard the uh, the, the Bengals uh, bandwagon at this point. I I changed my fantasy name the the league where I own actually I own four Baltimore guys I, or Cincinnati I own Burrow Higgins Chase and then I have the Cincinnati defense as well and I have done this before Oof. so I I am all Cincinnati that I have renamed my team the the Tiger Kings as a spinoff of Bengals <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's within the same same family there I don't know there's someone's gonna correct me on that but I, I noticed close that, enough. You know, all through the Tiger King documentary, they were very specific of always doing big cat rescue. It was never like specific cats, and maybe I'm misjudging them right now. Maybe I should. Maybe it should be the big cat team. I, I think I think you're 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 nailing it. I think it, I think it's a good pun. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's uh, it, Any, it's, anything to get the team, you know, get the team moving. Hey, you know what? We're winning too. If we were losing, I'd probably enjoy the name just as much. But this seems like a good week to change it because that was, and Jamar Chase. You seen some of these highlights? This is strong, strong guy, man. He's making moves. He just, he just keeps getting open. Oh, I love it. I love it. That, that's a, that's certainly an exciting team to keep an eye on right now. I, I don't know if, I don't know if I necessarily believe in them more than Baltimore either. I think Baltimore, again, 
having some of the history of, of the last couple of years, and, you know, it hasn't always been successful, but I think those games are benefiting Lamar a lot more than anything Burrow's been in. What's the biggest game Burrow's been in? I mean, Lamar Jackson's been in some games. There, there's there been high praise in some of the games he showed up well, for. Well, you know, he got he got hurt in the, uh, you know, in, in, in his rookie year, but before that, he, he did win a national championship, so he, he's played in big games. Might not have been at the, the NFL level, but, you know, the national championship is no uh, no cakewalk. I know, but I feel like Lamar gets pinned against the Mahomes thing every time they play, and it's like how how ridiculous is that? Like that's not a fun matchup, especially when you look at the offensive weapons he gets and the offensive weapons that Lamar gets. There, it's it's not even fair, and we're expecting similar results. Uh, he has impressed me in a lot of those games, and will continue to impress a lot of people in those games. I, I just think Burrow. Again, he he's got a lot of nice pieces around him. I, Higgins, Chase, and Boyd. I mean, these are these are reasonable guys. These are solid draft picks. These are high draft picks. So going forward, you know, don't even talk about this too much because the, the tonight's game. So when people listen to this, it's pretty much already over. But is there any reason for people to watch tonight's game between the Seahawks and the Steelers? No, I mean no. I this is one of those uh, where it's awesome that there is now NBA on. So on Thursday night, when it was the the Browns versus uh, the Broncos, and it was pretty much a double digit uh, lead right away. It was just an easy cool. I could just uh, I could just go watch basketball. I can I could walk away from this, and if it gets close and in the fourth quarter, like midway through, I saw it was a one score game again. So I was like, all right, I'll check it out a little bit and. Didn't need to, you know, commit my whole Thursday night because that was the only entertainment on. I'm very happy basketball's back. I will probably be seeking that out after the podcast here. We're getting a bit of a late start, so uh, just, just in case you had. We normally record at 6. I think we started a little after 7 today uh, for some other other adventures within my life. We'll, we'll get to the me time a little bit later, but I, yeah, I have no interest in tonight. I think Geno Smith is fascinating but not necessarily entertaining. <laughs> I think... I think we saw the entertaining drive of his career already. Oh, actually, I messed that up. It's not. It's not the uh, not the Steelers. It's uh, Seahawks Saints. It. I don't think it changes much. It do, do, doesn't change much. Yeah, I just want to make sure I had that had that correct. I, uh, I I don't know why I had the Steelers stuck in my head. You just want to see bad football tonight. You really wanted an excuse to to watch basketball. You were, you were trying to beef it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Saints are marginally marginally better, I guess. Uh, you know, Jameis, there's a little more excitement. On just You're not sure what's going to happen. Is it going to be awesome? Is it going to be terrible? Well, tune in. I don't really have a whole much to talk about either of those teams. There's nothing truly fascinating or interesting or must-watch about them. But I will ask you this. We're, what, week seven right now? So we're yep, more or less kind of halfway here. I mean, I, I, we're, we're, we're almost there. And there's always well, we got this... the extra extra week this year, so don't forget about that. Well, all right, so we're we're, we're getting there though, right? There, the ch- a chunk of the season is now over. Decisions need to be made. Quarterbacks need to get benched, traded, or moved on from, as well as coaches. I we haven't seen any changes quite like that. What do you think is going to happen first? Do you think someone's going to get fired from a coaching position or trade for a quarterback position? I think coach, just because in the NFL, there's really not a lot of trades, and especially at the the quarterback position. Like, what was the last quarterback that got traded? I feel like the Watson thing's going to happen. I don't know what it looks like, how it happens, or what kind of confirmation we need for it to happen, but I think it's going to happen in the next week or two. 
doesn't this just seem like the uh, the Josh Gordon saga? Where obviously the the Watson thing is is much worse with the allegations that he had compared to Josh Gordon that it just seemed to be a, a, a drug struggle. issue. Uh, so it, those two things are definitely definitely separate on the severity scale. But just a okay, yeah, he's gonna go through the protocol or he's gonna sign with this team. And as soon as he signs, then the NFL comes in and goes like, well, yeah, but you can't play until X or you're suspended for this. So. It seems like something that people are getting excited about, but it seems like as soon as something does move forward, and I got to imagine the NFL is just all sorts of nervous because right now they're kind of set to just kind of be under the radar where once a trade happens, then they're going to have to make a decision and they're stuck in a a peculiar situation that you know we've kind of seen a little bit in the past of, okay, there is an ongoing investigation. Okay, do we let him play? And the optics are, Hey, this is a bad guy that we're just allowing to play. Or do you go, Hey, he hasn't been, or I don't know, charged. He, like, he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. So do you punish somebody before they've been convicted of something? Well, it's funny because regardless of the result, it's going to reflect the decision. The decision is going to reflect, the, it's going to represent the team, the organization, the guy, the, whoever trades for him. Uh, even the slightest rumor will be represented on your team because of this. Even the sketchiest history will, will be represented on this team. So, like, it, when you trade for him, especially when you're going to trade something, I assume, worth something, you know, because he's not a terrible he's not a terrible football player. As far as I know, he's a really good football player. Maybe a questionable person off the field, but, you know, that's... That, that's it sure seems that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I'm trying to tread water lightly here and establish that he's still a very good football player, so there is value there, but... I feel like in 2021 or even just the current culture, you can't, you can't take a negative like that. You can't take somebody with a history that's even as suspicious as his. I also think people have a hard time forgetting the allegations or even being reminded when the allegations are proven untrue. It, it doesn't, it's unfair, but it doesn't really matter, I don't think. I think this is going to be a hard thing to shake, but it should have been, I feel like it should have been finished by now, and it hasn't. And they're going to have to really make a decision on, can this guy play football or not? I don't know which one's the right one. Obviously, I think they'd love him to just go away or stay away for a little bit here. But at, at what point does he be like, hey, I, nothing's happened. I'm innocent till proven guilty. It doesn't look great, but I should be able to play right now. And if he's able to play, I think Miami's going to trade for him. It does seem like things are percolating more uh, recently. But, yeah. Like I said, I, I just got to imagine if there's a trade that actually happens, that's when the NFL is going to step in and they're they're going to do something. Well, it's it's going to be it, it's going to be a mess. Let me ask you this then: as a Patriot fan who plays in the division is with against Miami, would you rather continue to watch Tua struggle or watch Watson get traded for after they give up something and then suspended forever? I think either way it works for us. Right? I, I I think we're in a good position here. Right? I was going to say this is this is good. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure that Miami doesn't even have their uh, doesn't even have their first round pick. So the, the, I don't think this is a oh you know what we're only one in six. You know what let's just go tanking. I think they're going to continually go with like well we might as well try to win and do whatever we can because well we don't have our pick anyway. I I'm not sure Tua's the guy, but I don't know. If I'm willing to just throw him out for anything right now. I, I Watson sounds awesome, but. There's a lot of baggage coming with that that we've we've referenced here. So that's 
it's it's a bold move. I'm not sure most teams could do it. I'm not sure most teams would even talk about doing it. It's bizarre to me that this rumor has constantly come out, and it's it can't feel good if you're Tua. <laughs> it can't feel great. De- definitely not. Uh, is is there any other football you I mean, want to talk about? I feel like we touched a, a good amount here. Yeah, no, I feel I feel good about the amount of football we talked. I think we both admitted that we uh, was not not a football football heavy week. You know, you kind of have the the weeks where nothing's going on, and you watch every single game. And other weeks where it's just like ooh, you just got some. Actually, no, I have one last thing. Just a just a small thing, more of a personal personal thing for you. So last night's game, right from the bat, is just absolutely downpouring. Pretty much the whole game, it is just a sloppy, soggy football game. Is that something that you? enjoy or is that something that you look at and go this is subpar football i i I don't like this the rain is less i i kind of like the snow i don't mind the cold there's something manly about it and really masculine i think that that's represents football a little bit more on a i don't know like a i don't even know what kind of scale just i think i like that i like a tough guy i think that's cool the rain though is just kind of like this is just unfair this is just like all right we're just giving you we're going to hand you a ball you're never going to be able to hold on to and, and ask you to play the same game where holding on to the ball is the most important thing you can do. Like that's, that doesn't seem fun. It's not fun to watch. It's it's definitely a struggle. But I, I guess I'm pro more other things. I mean, wind is kind of weird sometimes. I, I've seen that. Uh, range just... Nobody benefits from it. Nothing gets proven out of it. It's just like a really unfair Mother Nature disadvantage for everyone. You know, I, I but I guess both sides got to play against it. So... It's it's certainly not the best thing to watch. I'll I'll agree with that. I think I think you could ask every soccer mom in the world that rain is terrible. I, I think they'd confirm. <laughs> I think they would agree. Every parent out there that's been stuck at every youth soccer game and like, yeah, rain, not so much fun. I I don't want to sit in this either. Well, you don't have to sit here. But it wasn't that great of a game either. I wouldn't say that's the most uh, attractive game to be watching, especially after a pretty decent football day I, I didn't watch a whole lot of it but to, to watch a little bit of that was yeah you know what maybe maybe, maybe football we wait till next week you know there, there's there's more coming about around now I'll I'll tune in for some basketball I watched a little bit of the Celtics game where I watched them almost lose to a very ballsy uh with Jalen Green that guy's never seen a shot he's got the ultimate green light <laughs> this guy he set the uh the, the record for uh was it all rookies or just for Houston rookies with the, the eight threes Oh, I, I just not even thought you were going to tell me. I thought you were going to tell me he set the record for, like, most attempts in a game for a rookie because he has to be getting Oh, close. it might have also been the attempts, but he for sure got it for, uh, for if, at the very least, uh, the, the Rockets with the, with his eighth three. It's a fascinating choice when a rookie comes in and shoots that much. It's even, like, I think of some previous scores, like, I, they talked about on, like, the Simmons podcast, some of the other scores in the past that, he, like, even when Kobe gets drafted, who may have had... A mentality where he wanted to shoot it that many times, but he just knew, hey, I'm a rookie. I have to pass it to Eddie Jones and Glenn Rice or whoever he's playing with. Like, I have to pass it to these guys because they're the seniority here. When a rookie comes in and just doesn't have that fear at all or that mentality at all, is is that concerning or promising? Because I, I see a one degree you drafted him really high, so you want to be really good, and the only way he's going to be good is is to do things that good guys do. They score a lot. They shoot a lot. I'm not sure if this is necessarily the, the team chemistry building. When you are truly rebuilding, this team isn't competing for anything. So, 
uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? It's really what I'm trying to say. I think it's a good thing. You're on the the Rockets. The Rockets are not going to be good this year, and I think this is exactly what you're supposed to do: is get get your shots up. It's not uh, as if you were on a on a more successful team where you might shoot your team out of a game. I mean, I'm really trying to win. Just go for it. Get get. Not I'm saying like like get your numbers, but you know get get the repetitions in there. I. I 100% would believe that they were only kind of in that Celtics game because of the way he was shooting, which was a lot, to say the least. See, you, you when you were talking to me, and now it's like, oh, yeah, it, it was you know such a, such a close game. I mean, I got into it, I think, in the mid, maybe midway through the third, maybe, maybe like toward, towards the end of the third. And I think we were up, we were definitely up double digits. And there were definitely... You know, Jalen Green had like some some big dunks, and there's just big dunks in general by them, and some threes, and like the crowd was like getting into it. But I don't think it ever got closer than ten points, did it? No, but it felt like a game where the Celtics were playing as if we were up twenty, and the reality is we we're kind of only up twelve. Yeah, it, and that it might be one of those things when you're not watching, you know, didn't, didn't get a chance to watch the, the the whole game. It feels a little different where I was coming in, and it's just awesome. Like we're we're in the lead after the. <laughs> Toronto game of they turned that one on and you know doing some things and go back to it. So we were down by 20 points at home to the Raptors. How is this happening? So I guess I, I was thinking of it maybe with a little more of a more of a silver lining. Yeah. Hey uh, speaking of silver lining, any interest in talking about this seventh seventy fifth anniversary team? Does that mean anything? That's kind of why I wanted to bring it up to to you. I felt like it was unveiled weirdly where some of it was done in a like the half an hour before a game where that kind of made sense and so i thought they were going to kind of do that throughout the week and just maybe mix between tnt and espn and i don't know 10 or however much you wanted to split it up and you do a little highlights package on everybody and you go that route but then it was like the next day it was two in the afternoon and i gotta imagine they were doing it on nba tv but it was just still so weird of so this news is important. So you're dumping it in the middle of the day. I, 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 I didn't get it. Uh, I saw that all the guys that made the, the 50 year anniversary, those 50, they still made it for this one. So it's like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. So then it's like, well, why don't you just, I feel you could have, could have done it, done it differently as well as it's a list that there's no real right and wrong. If you have a favorite player that didn't make it, you can argue for it. If your team, if your guy did make it, then you're you're thrilled with it. It just kind of seems like I I don't really know like what I'm supposed to do with the information. I I'm sick of the arguments of you can't tell me this guy's not top seventy five without you telling me who you want to take off. You you have to tell me who's coming off before you tell me who's coming on. It's it's the only fair way to say it. Otherwise, yeah, it doesn't mean anything to be like. Yeah, no, he he's top seventy five. Like, get out of here. Of course he is. You can't name seventy four guys better than him ever. Like, there's no way. Well, then it's it's seventy five years. Well, if you take an average player today versus a guy that was playing, you know, year two of the NBA, well, this guy is probably better than that guy back then. But you gotta kind of look at the eras and see how did they stack up in that era. There wasn't even a three point line, so. Of course, a guy now that's able to shoot and that has the nutrition and, you know, is doing this as their full job. 
it's not just like their full job like their full premiere job and can like pay for have the best food the best attention the best doctors everything so yeah it just i i, 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 thing... thought, I get they did it for the 50 they did it they'll do it for the 75 i hope it's still around you know they'll do it for the for the hundredth but i i the the, the arguments you know, didn't didn't really didn't really matter too much to me I didn't hear one good argument either. All I heard was a bunch of guys that were like, yeah, this guy could have been on there. I think he's really good. And it's like, yeah, he was, but there's only, we were talking 75 here out of 75 years. Like this isn't, there's not a lot of room on this list. It sounds like a big number. It's not. It's even smaller of a number when you say we've done this before for 50 and we're keeping all 50. So now there's only 25 new names entering on this list in the past 25 years. That's, (laughs) that's not a lot. That's a very small portion. Um, I I can read off some uh some specifics. Uh, might be might be interested interesting to to people. Uh, eleven active players. Like I said, all fifty members of the fiftieth anniversary team made it. Uh, the Bill, Bill Russell joins Kuzi, Mike, and Pettit as the only four who have been named to all four NBA anniversary teams. Which makes sense is like you had to be on the first one if you're gonna make all of them. We got six uh, international players, and uh, that seems low, the, honestly. I think if anything grows, that number grows. Oh, it's gonna have to because uh, Giannis isn't on it. Oh, excuse me, no, Gian- Giannis is on it. He is Giannis, Tim Duncan, Patrick Ewing, Steve Nash, Dirk, uh, Hakeem. Yeah, Luca is for sure gonna be Luka, on there. Luca will be on there. Uh, no, it's it's a bizarre list. I, I don't really want to talk about. It. I feel like, like we t- we talked like we already have the, the way we, we talked about it. Is, the thing is, it's weird that this is kind of like an official thing. Like this feels like something you and I would do on the podcast, and that right? yeah, sure the world could bicker about it. But to be like such a official NBA top whatever is is just a very bizarre thing. I don't know why you'd ever want to make this official. I feel like you want this to be a debate. Like this is a Bleacher Report article that the NBA is releasing. Like it's worth anything more than the Bleacher Report article. It's it's not. There's there's no. See, you 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 went Bleacher Report, but I thought this had uh, Simmons and the Ringer uh, written all over it. Uh, no pun intended there for off season NBA stuff. Of when we want to talk the NBA, we want something with a little bit of structure. What can we do? Here we go. You just I'm I'm not convinced that there was. There's there's no different judging. It's such an opinion thing. So like that's that's what's a little silly about it. So I'm not gonna get up and error over who was on and who wasn't on, and I'm not gonna listen to any argument from somebody about saying this guy should be on until you tell me who comes off. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with these list thing. It's cool to well, have. It was real easy for me to say I don't care. Like this doesn't matter to me because Paul Pierce did make it. So if he didn't make it, then I would you know <laughs> I might feel a different way. But he made it, so it's like oh yeah, who even cares? Like oh like yeah, what do you mean people didn't make it? Come on. Well, speaking of personal interest, let's talk about some of my personal weekend stories here. I had quite the weekend. It is still going. I went skydiving for the first time in Orange, Massachusetts, and it was a beautiful freezing day. I <laughs> It was sunny, clear, and 32 degrees. I wore all my ski gear. I regret none of it. It was the perfect thing to wear because it was freezing. Plane ride up was not nearly as nerve-wracking as I thought it would be. If anything, it was like a very peaceful tour of like, oh, yeah, here's this over here. And I'm coming from Western Mass. So, like, all the things he's saying are like, okay, yeah, I that's where I live. Yeah, you're telling me, like, I, yeah, I'm familiar <laughs> with Mount Greylock. I think 
You know, it's the, yes, I know it's the tallest. Yes, I, I got it. You know, and and then he's like, okay, well, there, there's Boston. Are you familiar with that? Like, yeah, all right, I've heard it. Yes, am I familiar with Boston? You tell someone you're from Massachusetts, and the second follow up question you get every single time is, oh, so you're from Boston? Yes, all right, <laughs> I, I got that. But there were some cool things, you know, some lakes, some reservoirs, some bridges, a couple other mountains. But I, I, I really enjoyed the ride and the, the, the your, I guess not even tour guides. You're like uh, your partner, your tandem guy. You're jumping with. It was all of them were just so cool, so awesome, relaxing, comforting. Gave everybody the confidence in the world to make you feel like you're safe and that you can do this. It, it was a phenomenal experience. I, the scariest part by far is it's a tiny plane and it's a tiny door you got to jump out of. Like I feel like when you envision this, you imagine being able to like stand up straight, catch your breath, and then say, "All right, let's do it." Like you're like you're jumping into a pool. It's not like that. It's a much smaller crouch. You have somebody attached to you, so you're doing this weird, like, three-legged race hobble kind of thing where you're attached, so you're trying to stay in sync. And then suddenly it's like, all right, you don't really lunge, jump, or anything. You, you kind of fall out. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's more of a – yeah, it's, it's always called, you know, you jump out of a plane, but it's more – it's really more of like, like a tumble. Yeah, it's, it's like a trust fall forward where you just lean far enough and then eventually you're falling and then – the big thing they tell you, or at least in my instructor, was to kind of keep your arms crossed on your chest, arch your back. You're trying to get your legs pointed straight back between the, the other guy behind his legs so that he has a little bit more control to kind of steer. And, you know, I, they, they have they know what they're doing, because I can tell you this was a very smooth flight for me. All right. My face is freezing off, but I'm. I'm going way too fast to be scared of anything. Your mind can't even calculate what to be scared of fast enough before the next thing you know, the chute gets pulled, and now it's like a relief. It's like, oh, man, we are not going super fast anymore. i good. My face almost fell off because I was so cold. <laughs> that, that, that It's like you, you try to factor in what just happened, and the next thing you know, you're looking around, and you're like, wow, I have never seen the trees like this from this high up, and you're just soaring. You're just drifting out. Now we're just floating, and... I told the guy, I, I I was like, I'm along for a good time, man. You know, do whatever tricks you want. Because I think you had told me before that, you know, they can spin you around and, you know, yeah, they can kind of steer. And it wasn't very windy, so he was really able to steer. So he told me, like, look straight down. And I looked straight down. He says, look at us, look at it, pick an object and stare at it. And I, store, I started staring at it. And then we just started spinning left, like just whipping around left, like four <laughs> times in a row. And then. And he was like, all right, now look over your right shoulder. And I looked, and then we just changed directions, like, instantly. <laughs> it, it was it was a really good time. I, I could have went smoother. The landing was phenomenal. All you had to do is keep your legs up when they tell you to, and you just do a butt slide right across the field. No pain, no fear, awesome time. Highly recommend. Would absolutely do it again. See, that's my, my biggest surprise, because I know that you had decided, like, this is something I'm going to do. I want to, you know, conquer – conquered this this uh this this event but i did not think you would be coming out of it saying i had such a good time that i'm willing to do it again i thought it was going to be i did it it was fine but no need to do it again so that is i think that's my biggest surprise coming out of this i knew the adrenaline rush of it would be awesome i mean i haven't done anything over the past two years it was great to kind of get that rush out of something that you can't really anticipate it just happens Mm-hmm. And I I really liked that part of it, but I enjoyed even more just the view was unreal. I've never seen the, this area like that. It was it was surreal being that high. Because your I think your main concern was the uh was 
the heights yeah you know, part of it how, how how did that factor into it so it was funny because you're so high up it's really not even fearful and the it wasn't windy so I, I felt very comfortable I felt very much like I was just floating like I wasn't falling with the parachute it felt very much like we were floating and that he was steering us in a specific direction like almost like I was on a roller coaster and he had already like imaginary had a rail that we were just following kind of swiveling our way down and that that was that was just really cool i am sure there's scenarios where there was a gust of wind and then you kind of jump up and down a little bit that i would have been a little bit more shocked but it was such a smooth flight that i i never really felt fearful of the 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 height (laughs) not until we got a little bit lower down and then we're trying to maneuver into the field to land but like i said this guy had so much control of the steering because there wasn't any wind that we just slid down perfectly like he's just he parked this thing like no problem. <laughs> so now that you've done the the skydiving and you're a regular uh, daredevil here, are there other extreme type sports things that you're you know you're you're looking at to next? Well, they said you got to do eight, and then you can take a class to learn how to jump on your own. The thing is, I don't really have much interest in jumping on my own. I kind of like being along for the ride. I I'm totally <laughs> fine. So far right now, being in the passenger seat was a great view. It seemed like a hell of a lot less work. And as far as I know, I don't think it gets any cheaper to jump on your own. So I, I think <laughs> I think I'm okay with this. I, I, I don't know if I'm really itching to learn how to do this and pull the chute and be responsible for all that. Because that I felt really safe knowing I'm going with a guy that's jumped that jumped 17 times the day before. Like I, I felt okay. Like this guy knows what he's doing. He's done this a couple times. He's like, not gonna forget. Yeah, he he's he's a pro's pro, and he knew exactly how to handle everything. Uh, you know, so I did a couple deep breaths before you know we took off, and I and I thought it was a calming thing, but it really wasn't. What he was doing is adjusting our uh, my chest strap, so so that we were kind of attached <laughs> as tight as we could be. So I he was like, "Can you still take a deep breath?" And I was like, "Yes." And he was like, "Okay, do another one." And I didn't realize that the thing was getting tighter. And I was like, "Oh, he, <laughs> he's not even calming me down. He's literally making this for comfort so that we don't like hang or anything. That we're just snug enough that there's no snap." <laughs> you're falling at the uh, you know the this the, the velocity of uh, of gravity. So even if you're you're screaming your head off, I don't think they're able to hear you at all. No, it it was great. So once you do the fall i told you to do like the cross arm or you grab like uh the straps on your chest or something uh but once they kind of get situated they tell you to they're going to tap you and that you can release your arms into like a superman thing and i knew that i knew they were going to do that so he told me you know I'll, I'll tap your shoulder like when you can get ready to do that and i was like all right cool so we go i i do the the legs out then arch the back i'm holding on to the chest and then he starts tapping my shoulder and i'm like okay what do you what do you want and he starts tapping the shoulders like you can release you can open your arms and i'm like i don't know if i'm ready yet like i, I was <laughs> just tense there and then finally i let go and then your arms just like flare out to the side and now 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 you're flying now this is the feeling that you'd always dreamed of skydiving you, the feeling is happening because your arms are out and you're, you're falling super fast and then the next thing you know there's just like a woof, and the shoot goes out and you're you just try and catch your breath because you haven't been breathing for the last whatever seconds. You've just been screaming and falling, and you have no idea what's going on. Suddenly, it all just ends like that. It's it's a very very cool feeling. I would recommend it to anyone. It it's it's very the anxiety of the buildup of the whole week, which then it got canceled and delayed to three weeks, was insane. The the countdown is is unreal. Uh, I I would recommend just do it with a week and try and make it happen that week because the, the waiting the three weeks to do this was 
your mind's going to think about everything, and it doesn't need to think about that many things. Is <laughs> <laughs> more my advice, especially without when you once you do it, how how simple it is. Like there really isn't a ton of things that you have to do. Like there's like little things here and there that make it better, and you know, or help with the, help with the safety part of it. But it, it gravity kind of just takes care of everything. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, I'm going to start playing the outro music here. We're at 56 minutes, and I I, I didn't just stop there. The, it was a, it was a good little weekend. I had two days off here from from, uh, from work. I'm for closed Sunday and Monday. Sunday I went skydiving, and then today today I went and picked up a dog. I, I rescued a dog today. I I don't have a name yet. I really wanted to make an announcement. I have I have options. I don't. Should I, should I tell you options? Do you want to hear? Sure, I'll, I'll hear the options. I, I don't know. I, I'm worried you're the least interested person in what my dog's name is going to be, and I'm asking you now. <laughs> Maybe I'm the perfect person to tell then. Maybe I, I have a couple options. So it, it's like a, a like a steel gray little mini pit bull. I, I I think you've seen a picture of it, but maybe maybe everyone else hasn't on there. So just just for reference of that. But I, I've narrowed it down to a couple names here. I kind of like Millie. Uh, I think Millie's kind of cute. I kind of like Cece. Uh, I only like CC really because I think because of Cozy Corner, I think CC is kind of a cute name and a nickname uh, out of it. So that has a little bit more meaning behind that. And I kind of like Missy. I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to be. I have I have way too many other names. Basil was in there. Basil's kind of a cool name. Uh, did you have a name you wanted to throw out there? That's oh, absolutely not. Nope. No, you want no? I I will not name the dog. No, dude. I can. I mean, if you if you want my my input, I can give it to you. But I don't. I don't think uh, me coming up with names. I don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's gonna be helpful for anybody. All right, Miss Duke, it is. That's 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 what's gonna be, Missy Duke. <laughs> what is that? A first and a last name, or is that a first and a middle name, or is those just two first names? I I don't know. Uh, Ricky Bobby wasn't available. I I you know what I kind of like. <laughs> I kind of like Millie Bobby Gray. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> well, I would. I don't. I think that would be more of a nickname. I think Millie would be the full time name, but Millie Bobby okay. Gray would be the the funny name. I would only. only you could only call her that if you knew her back then. You know that that kind of name. It's it's your dog, so you get to make the rules now, and you can be that uh, you know that parent. That is like, oh no, my my son's not named Dan. It is Daniel. He's it. No, it is not Missy. It it it's the whole thing. Have some respect. So, you know, th there's a whole wide world for you here. Well, it's Nick Nurse, not Nicholas Nurse. Just just to clarify, who is the, the one of the coaches? Totally corrected somebody. Like, oh, it was a uh, uh, Mike Mike uh, Bullenholzer. It was a uh, the, the Bucks guy. Uh, Mike Budenholzer? Yeah. Didn't he say it's Michael, not Mike, or something like that? Or, or maybe it was they called him Michael, and he said it's Mike. I can't remember what it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. That sounds familiar from last year. I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll have a name soon. Either way, we got a dog. We, we did something right in the world, so I'm super excited. It's a great car ride home. You. You have a dog. It's not a wee thing. You have the dog. I don't want to get roped into this. Podcast has got a dog now. All right. We have. Oh, new, boy. We got a new priority. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks you for listening. We'll do it again. Well, little column A, little column B.